If you're a new coach who wants to grow an audience but you're not sure where to start, then stay tuned. I'm going to be sharing lots of tips for how you can grow a community that's going to help you build your business in the future. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Wholehearted Business Show. I'm Laura Agar-Wilson and this is the podcast that's dedicated to helping you start and grow a coaching business you love the wholehearted way. Let's get started. Hi there, welcome to the Wholehearted Business Show. I'm Laura, I help health, life and spiritual coaches get more clients so they can generate more income and live their most aligned life. And today on the show, we're talking all about growing an audience as a new coach. Now, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. (laughs) It is a lot harder to grow an audience as a new coach these days, simply because so much has changed in terms of how social media and the internet works over the last few years. However, it's not impossible. I'm going to be sharing lots of tips that you can use, despite the fact that some of the things that used to work don't work quite the same, to grow an audience for your business that is going to help you create a business that is successful and sustainable and where you're actually helping people as well because that's the most important thing when it comes to growing an audience a community which I'm going to get onto in a sec is that you're actually helping people in that process so what is an audience so basically an audience is some kind of following of people some kind of group of people that you have access to who ideally you can help with what it is that you offer you know it's great having an audience you can have a massive audience you can have loads and loads of people but if they're not the right people for you if they're not the right people for what it is that you're offering, then it's not really going to be super useful. So we want an audience of people, a collection of people who you can help, who need what it is that you're offering, basically. That's what we're looking for. Now, personally, I'm not a massive fan of the word audience. I think audience sounds quite passive in that relationship, like you're talking at people. I kind of prefer the community way of describing an audience. I think that's much more collaborative and it sounds like there's more of a conversation going on because ultimately that's actually what we want to build. We don't want to just have a group of people who we're talking at. We actually want them to buy from us and to work with us and to respond to us and to engage with us. So that's really, you know, I'm going to talk about audience because that's the terminology that most people will be familiar with. But usually when I'm talking about audience, what I actually mean is a community. We don't just want to be talking at people. We want a conversation and engagement to happen both ways. So we can build an audience in lots of different places. That can be on social media. It can be, you know, perhaps people who listen to our podcast. But when the magic really starts to happen is when we build a community and audience on our email list. And I think I've spoken about before why this is really important. We know that email lists are the most effective way to market to people in terms of how they cut stack up to social media. So email list makes a lot of sense that way. And we also own our email list. So we can't have someone from, you know, Meta coming along and just canceling our account and we lose access to our community when we have an email list, that can't happen. So that's why it's a really good idea when we talk about growing an audience, what we really are talking about is growing an email list in many ways. So the first thing that you want to do if you are brand new to building an audience is to choose a core platform and a core form of content that you want to share on that platform. Now, like I say, there's lots of different options here. If you want to go social media, you can go social media, you know, you've got Instagram, TikTok, threads, Facebook, etc. You can absolutely go and do that. Or you can do something more like blogging or podcasting or YouTube as well, or Pinterest even. So it's really about choosing a platform that makes sense for you. And, you know, personally, I love blogging. I love Pinterest. I love YouTube. I love podcasting. Those are my faves because, again, I feel like social media is not necessarily where I want to be putting all of my eggs these days. There's too many variables and there's too many risks. But again, it's totally individual to you. And it's just about choosing that main platform and 
committing to it really because what happens when you try and do lots of different platforms all at once to start off with is that it can become overwhelming and that the energy and effort you put in just doesn't get you as far as quickly so I think it makes a lot of sense at the start is to start with a main platform you could also add in a secondary platform perhaps where you share stuff as well so let's say that you did choose blogging as your main platform it might be that you choose Instagram as a secondary platform where you kind of share the blog stuff onwards but it could make sense to do that there now again you don't necessarily have a you know quote-unquote audience for your blog but where blogging would work really well is to build the email list side of it now Again, what happens when we switch the focus from simply building an audience to building a community on our email list, that tends to start to point towards different platforms for being most effective. And that's personally why I use blogging. But at the same time, you could use Instagram and that would be absolutely fine as well. It just whatever it is that you choose you want to go big. You want to go big there and you want to learn everything that you can learn about that platform and implement it on a consistent basis. That is, you know, just straight away, if you want to build an audience, that's where to start. Choose your platform, make sure that it makes sense for you, that it's somewhere that you enjoy showing up primarily, and then learn everything you can about what works on that platform, implement it consistently. That is the quickest way to start building an audience. But like I say, when you add in that element of an email list being the best kind of audience to build, that changes that ratio a little bit. And that's where places like your blog, YouTube, definitely Pinterest can make more sense. If you do feel like blogging makes sense for you, please do check out my free blog post checklist. I will put the link in the description. That's a really, really great handy tool for you to use to make sure that your blog posts are going to get found by people, that they're well structured, that they're doing all the things, ticking all the boxes that Google need them to tick in terms of being found. It's a great place to get started if you decide that blogging is going to make sense for you. Like I say, in my business, I have my blog with my podcast and my YouTube channel as well, kind of all in one thing. But like I say, we're talking about you starting out and starting to grow an audience. And that's why I think focusing on one key thing and doing it really well makes a lot of sense at the start. You can also, you know, add in these extra things. That's how I started. I primarily started out with blogging, was really consistent with blogging, did it really well. And that is what helped grow, you know, a a reasonable sized audience when I was a health coach. So it's okay just to start really simply and just do that platform really well to get some traction. It is important to also remember that you don't have to know everything about a platform to start using it. I'm a big believer in just getting started before you feel that you're ready because that's just wasted time. Getting started as soon as possible, like you could be starting to build a community right from the get-go, you know, starting to get that audience together right from the start. If you wait until everything's perfect, if you wait until you feel that you've got the perfect strategy, you're just going to waste time. So try not to worry too much about having everything in place or knowing everything about that platform before you get started. Just start. That's the best way to get going. That's the best way. And then just add things in as you go. I I kind of want to come up with a proper name for this strategy layering. I think that's a good term. Strategy layering where you just layer in the strategy as you go. But just getting started is the first part of that. So just get started with it and then layer the strategy in as you progress. And then whatever platform you're on, you want to start inviting people to move over to your email list. And this goes for whatever platform you're on. Like I say, there's no planet on where this doesn't make sense to do. So it's just a really solid strategy to 
to employ. So whatever platform you are, make sure that you are making regular invitations for people to move onto your email list. You can absolutely build an audience on Instagram, but you want to be inviting that audience to also be an audience on your email list. So that can look lots of different ways in blog posts. It can be a little bit like having a freebie, inviting people to download a freebie. You can kind of position that inside the content of the blog. Do check out the blog post for this because you'll see an example of that in there. If you're doing a podcast, you can talk about it. You know, I talked about my blog post checklist just before. If you're doing videos on YouTube, you can mention, you can talk about that and invite people to come and download a freebie. I will put a link to the episode of the show where I talk about how to create an awesome freebie. I'll put a link to that. So do check that out. If you do not have a freebie yet, that helps people join your list. It's kind of giving them a an incentive. Basically, that's what it is. It's an incentive for people to join your list. And like I say, no matter what platform you're on, if you're on Instagram, you want to be sharing regular invitations to go and get that freebie and therefore join your list. You just want to make that a central part. Now, I have traditionally been quite bad at doing this. I always just forget to mention that there's all these free amazing things that you can get if you join my email list, but I am getting better at it. You might have noticed recently, I've been mentioning in almost every episode of the show that I have a freebie that you can download or a video that you can watch. And hopefully this is about inviting you guys back onto my email list if you perhaps have just come across me now. But my email list is like, my main place. It's where I can love upon all you guys who come in and hopefully give you more content that's going to help you when it comes to growing your coaching business than what I just give in the show as well. And for this reason, if you want to be giving those consistent invitations to people to get their incentive and to join your list, it's worth having a standalone opt-in page somewhere on your website. I will link to a standalone opt-in page that I have for my aligned client attraction and marketing workshop. So you can see an example, but it's basically a page. It's almost like a sales page for your freebie. I know that sounds crazy, but you know, you still have to sell your freebie. It's still people's time and attention that they are going to give you in exchange for that. So have one of those pages for each freebie that you have so that you can easily share that in the link in your bio on Instagram, on link stickers in Instagram, on threads, in you know, on Pinterest, you can directly link people with pins um, and obviously in your blog posts and things as well. So have a standalone page for your freebie that's easily linked to so you can make that invitation to people on a really consistent basis. And then a few other things to think about if you want to grow an audience as a new coach. Obviously, what I've talked about so far is really about organic marketing and organic audience growth. So we're talking about the things that you can do and just utilize existing systems and processes that exist out in the world in terms of blogging and, you know, Google and YouTube and social media. But there's also other things that we can do too. So paid ads is a really simple way of growing your audience very, very quickly at the start. Obviously, there's a financial element to that and you have to invest in that. But if you are a new coach and you want to grow your audience quickly, ads, to be perfectly honest, is probably the quickest way that you can do it. But obviously, there is an investment in that. And there's also no guarantee. And I mean, you can see this about anything. There's no guarantee that the people that you're going to get joining through that ad are going to be quite the right fit for you. And there's often a bit of trial and error. So my preference, and I mean, to be honest, I've never spent a lot of money on ads and it's something that I keep meaning to kind of give more attention to. But my opinion, my kind of approach would always be to test things out organically, test out freebies organically. And then if they seem to work and people want them, then perhaps put a little bit of ad spend behind that and, you know, 
put them out on ads and see if more people join your list that way. I think ad spend, like I say, you know, for list building, it's about promoting a freebie that people then get in exchange for joining your list. But ads can be a really good thing to consider if you want to grow an audience from the start of your business. Another thing that you can do around this as well is you can do things collaboratively. So this can be around, you know, whether or not it's getting interviewed on people's podcasts, doing guest posting, whether or not it's participating in a bundle or summit. I mean, in terms of audience growth, bundles and summits are extremely effective. They can be fantastic ways to grow your audience. So those are things to also consider. Obviously, you have to get the opportunities to be in those. And that's about sometimes about networking, you know, being known in your niche, in your industry, about having the confidence to reach out and pitch to people and things like that. But if you do all of those things, that can be extremely helpful when it comes to growing an audience when you're a new coach. Ultimately, when it comes to growing an audience, I think the most important thing is consistency and time. Ultimately, everything takes a little bit of time. You know, it's part and parcel of of, of how things work. But whatever you do, do it consistently. You know, keep showing up. Just keep on doing it. Reflect on your results that you're getting. You know, it might be that you need to tweak things, but be consistent, give things time and your audience will grow. And I think, you know, if you're creating stuff that people need and want that's helpful. I spoke recently on the show about Joe Wicks. I saw him talk at a business conference and, you know, he talked so much about the fact that he just wants to help people. That was his driving force. And I think the more that we tune into that in our businesses and, you know, it's almost like the sales kind of take care of themselves when you are focusing on, you know, helping people and if you are focused on the more people that you can help and growing your audience so you can help more people I think that's such a lovely energy to be in when it comes to growing an audience from scratch I think that's a great place to be so just really think about how can I help people how can I be consistent and show up consistently and just give things time and your audience will grow. So I really hope that that has been helpful. As always, please leave me a review if you listen on the podcast, if you've enjoyed this episode of the show. And also send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at wholeheartedlylaura. Or you can also mention me, I think, on threads. I'm mentioning this in all these episodes of the show that I'm recording in advance. And I do wonder if threads are still going to be a thing in six weeks time. <laughs> but we shall see as always guys thank you so much for spending some time with me today and i will see you next week take care bye